0: This is a Sharp Old Hat podcast and my name is Chris. I have planned to do a regular podcast with Ian Walsh, talking about his career in social care work, about his business, surf school, you can find it at wetmongrel.com, um, all his travels, his utterly fascinating life. And somehow things didn't quite work out the way we planned it, because we took to the beer and started a massive session. So anyhow, because it was just such an enjoyable experience to talk to Ian, um, I leave a couple of um, things that are actually broadcastable here for this podcast. Well, some things just don't work out the way we planned them. One thing I do hope that it turns out the way he planned it is Tom Portman's album launch, Daughter of a Willow Tree, on the 29th of September in Richard's Herndt's studio in The Burn. Um, Please check it out, it's great music. This is A Conversation with Ian Walsh.
1: Not really anywhere, man. At this stage, Kimbara is the longest place I've lived in one place in my life but how long are you here now? a um, bit longer than Mike so I will be here nine years yeah. in, a, in a rental
0: yeah.
1: on the 26th of September but I was uh, camped up in my camper van and moving around well camper van it's not a camper van yeah. but it was, it was a, a van I lived in um, since June 2014 yeah.
0: But it's, a, it's pretty much like ballpark a quarter of your life.
1: Well, it's the longest place I've lived in one yeah. place. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but, you know, people are like, are you Irish or English or whatever? And I was like, I'm an Irish-English mongrel with a waggly tail and a smile on my face. <laughs> and I give a good bite as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's always dog allergies. I love dogs. But I was like, I, I don't really care anymore, yeah. like, but hence, hence the name Wet Mongrel. So then, yeah. my, my friend, <laughs> my, my friend Mark, said to me, fucking Wet Mongrel.
0: But come here, like, uh, I only saw the, uh, the sauna you have. Um, Sweat the train, Mongrel. The trailer, Sweat Mongrel, <laughs> isn't that the fucking best thing ever?
1: So I was thinking of a name for absolutely ages, <laughs> and Laura Robinson, who is definitely someone you should interview, she's a beautiful human being <laughs> and a thinker outside the box. Uh I put it out on Facebook which is how I ended up in Canberra on <laughs> Facebook so fuck all the Facebook haters there's some good things about it there's some terrible things about it as well but there's some good yeah, things I about agree. it but um, yeah Laura was like oh I sweat my I was like it is is genius I was going to call it the hot dog but then I was like someone said to me oh yeah. that's going to get lost in hashtags, lost in and I'm like oh terrible <laughs> social media but she's she's ah, she's such a big heart man she's rock and roll yeah. Laura's was was a legend. She definitely, should get her on, man, because yeah. she's she's can wear her head, but she's got so much to talk about. It. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, that was her brainchild, and the other one was my friend Mark's brainchild. But um, but yeah,
0: no, I'm happy in it, man. It's tough, and it's a juggle, but yeah, um, but that's not like your like your qualified. Um, what was the abbreviation I saw on your website there?
1: Social care worker? No,
0: the, um, for the uh, surfboarding, for the paddleboarding instruction. I guess. Oh, ASI. Yeah, uh, yeah. Association of Surf Instructors, yeah. So you're now a surf instructor, but your original qualification is in social work, isn't it? Social care, but no. like I, my, my
1: original degree is Irish Studies, so it was right. Irish. Um, I did a little bit of Irish language, but I struggled at it because... I don't know if you ever tried to learn Irish, but no, it's very tough. If you didn't grow up with it, and Waterford Irish, like Waterford Cork, would be where my my heart is, I guess. Then, like I love this neck of the woods, but I never would say I'm Galwegian. I never would want to fly the flag. I don't know, like it's just.
0: Look, I don't have any nationalism in me. Uh, no, but like you know, like if you're if you're, sense of if, you're Ireland, if you're from Ireland, if
1: you're from Ireland, like you have to have a county you support or whatever. And when I was young, my mum was from North Cork, downrail It's worth checking out sometimes. It's a nice, nice neck of the woods. It never used to be, but it has become a lovely place. Um, the original mountain bike park in Ireland. European standard. Um it's got an amazing park and it has a golf course that my grandfather would have helped build. But um it's on the Tipperary Limerick border. Yeah. But I was like, Oh Cork, core, 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 And then like it's like five or six and I was like learning to fucking learn shit and I was like uh, People like But you're not from Cock by And I was like <laughs> No but my mom is and they're like But you'll never be cock I was uh, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I will never be Cork. But Waterford, uh, you can be Waterford. Can you? Yeah. I have like, no
0: idea. My father is from Waterford,
1: people. but, like, Walsh Park is the name of the ground. I'm Walsh. And it's a bit more gritty. Okay. Like, areas of, of Cork, North Cork, or, like, the sorry, the north of the city, the, the Norries, that's gritty and rough, but like, but but Waterford is spitting sawdust, or it used to be. Like, it, it was, it was on a par with a limerick without the drugs. Like, it was, it was a tough city, like, so, like, but I love, I love the tough cities because they're real. Well, and you find real stuff, like, I I love Galway City and I, I, I enjoy it, but I, I, I sometimes... And I love being safe in Kabar and it's peaceful. But yeah. sometimes I miss the edge. I miss the, like you said about
0: Berlin, like the rawness. I'm like, yeah, I'd like a bit of. But you would claim Waterford now. Like, if anybody would ask you, oh, would you still insist like from nowhere? Because no, absolutely, hundred percent.
1: But if they said, yeah. what county you support, I'd I'd, yeah. I'd fly the water flag at the garden and stuff because.
0: You're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Do they win anything every now and then? Um, they come close, man. Yeah, because my close. wife's from Mayo, like, and I, I, kind of, um, was supporting Mayo <coughs> to a certain degree just to be, you know, sitting in the pub and support someone, like, you know, when it comes to it. But Mayo never wins anything, but they always. So Walford is close,
1: similar like. in hurling as Mayo, so.
0: Oh yeah, I get you. Know.
1: <laughs> Mayo's last win was fifty-two, I think.
0: Yeah, I think. something like that, yeah.
1: And I think I'm probably wrong now. I've had a drink, but I think Waterford was forty-nine.
0: In around the same thing, like, nineteen
1: forty-nine, you know. and they've come so close and yeah. they got the finals, and <laughs> have smashed
0: them a few times. But you and see. I've been out with Michael now, and um, i am kill Kenny through and through if I have to. No, come. no, 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 no. Well, so much I'll, great crack to watch I'll, the play hurling. I don't even know the rules of the fucking game. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> conv- I'll convert you to
1: Waterford. Well, if there's a drink involved, I if you
0: want, if you want to
1: see a man with a huge heart and like fight in his eyes and his <laughs> being, John Milan. Look up YouTube, the Land. <laughs> his famous quote is, I loves me county.
0: <laughs> I loves me county. <laughs> I loves me county. And he
1: said, if we win the hurling, like, <laughs> I'm going to ride naked on horseback through Waterford City. <laughs> and he was like, maybe 13 points down, he'd be like,
0: oh, we can win this. And I was like, Parkin.
1: I love his spirit, man. I'd love to meet him sometime. Maybe you should meet your heroes, but like, I just... I think... What he... Has is the people the way people should be, not everyone of course, yeah. but I think he has an emotional intelligence personified, and he's real, yeah. and I and I love
0: that, and that's what you get with edgy places. So I open doors, like you know, I'm a city child, like. Um, that's something I actually have to ask you a little bit later on, but um, I come back to this. Never meet your heroes. I met Billy Bragg um, after having been to, say, 20 of his gigs like over the years, since yeah. the mid-80s. like that was a good few years ago now. But I was drinking all day and the gig was over and he was, I don't know, signing t-shirts and all that sort of shit. Yeah. And um, there was some, that was in Berlin, like, and some dude was trying to talk to Billy Bragg in English, but this guy's English wasn't very good. And I took it upon me to try to translate, like, for this dude in his conversation with Billy Bragg. And I said to Billy Bragg, you said, and Billy Bragg looked at me. What the fuck is wrong with him? I am a translator. <laughs> that went down a treat. So, no, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, I
0: used to.
1: Declan Rock lives around the corner. Like mm-hmm. I, I still am a massive fan. Before I knew him, like I know him now in person, I know his wife and I know his child. The lovely, lovely people. Uh, I met him in doing the fest, and I said something stupid, and I was like,
0: "Oh, well, yeah, that's what you <laughs> do." Like, you know? <laughs> um, but come here. What What was like? So you came to Quindara. Um, uh, whatever. Everything in life is coincidental. So somewhere. I was living in. I was
1: living in Mexico, in a lovely dive town called uh, the nicest. Nicest. No, it was rough and ready, but mm. one, of the, well, it is nice. one of the best experiences of my life. I was in Cabo Pulmo, which is south of La Paz, north of um, Los Cabos, which is a bit of a kip. Um, and it was uh, a marine national park. Mm. And I was finishing up there, and I had the job in Dublin, which I didn't want to go back to. And it was June 2014, and I said, Facebook. So, I'd moved to Dublin. When I moved to Dublin, I was living in a tent for four or five months.
0: Okay. What?
1: Maybe. No, no, that's a lie. September, October, November This.
0: Yeah, for... Oh, even during the shitty months, I thought it was like, you know, maybe June, July, August, September, like, but you're fucking um, October, November, December, like, you know. The so, yeah, so... Those so months count double. <laughs> not,
1: I was, so, uh, my brother...
0: Um, didn't see each other properly for
1: a long time. Mm-hmm. He was the older brother and he was... Sure, he was gone. Different dude. Yeah. Short... Muscles, out the hair, stray hair, like, mm. didn't look like me. If we line them all four of <laughs> us up, you can say, oh, yeah, see that, see that, see that. But him and I, were like, you're brothers? Like, we played in the same five-side soccer group yeah. for a few years, and half of them didn't even know we were brothers. <laughs> They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. Wow. They're so different, like, but, like, we'll get along great, but I said to him, listen. So I was working in Barristown from 19. Which is a, um, so I just wanted to come back to Ireland and try it out and I wanted, I I was desperate to come home. I guess, yeah for me like community is massive and that's why Mm. I love this fucking place. And yes, financial wealth is lovely and I hope I achieve some kind of comfort financially at some stage, but if I don't, I don't. But I'll always survive. However, like, I'm a fucking millionaire when it comes to community. I'm so fucking lucky. I'd almost cry, like, I'm feeling like crying now, but I, I just think it's such a wealth, and it's so strong here. I think it's ebbing and flowing here. I don't think it's lost. Of course, yeah. But I think it needs to be reignited. And it was like I said to you earlier. Like I think a lot of people should come down to the meetings or join the council yeah. and join me. And it's a bit of crack like.
0: Yeah. You, you're on this council committee now. You said for a couple of years now, and isn't it? The Chair,
1: yes. Yeah, so a Christian got me
0: onto it. Yeah. Christian just said, "I think you'd be good at the chair because
1: yeah. I, I guess my speciality, working with the kids in care in Dublin for seventeen odd years. Yeah, That's was." Awesome. Um, was uh, um, confident negotiation, yeah, and uh, hole kicking. As in, if a social worker wasn't doing his job, yeah, people are like, "Oh, you can't complain about the social worker." I was like, "Yes, I can." If a parent was abusing a child, I'm not talking physically or sexually. I'm talking yeah. like. Verbally or online or like emotionally. Emotionally, exactly. Yeah, making the child feel like shit. I'd be like, okay, let's Uh, fucking call them out. I'm gonna bring evidence to the uh, meeting and go. uh, Was this you? you. Whatever. So like, (laughs) but like, I was always when the shite was hitting the fan, Eno would be called in. Yeah, Eno would deal with. This, Eno would deal with that, Eno would deal with gangland, Eno would deal okay. with
0: travellers, Eno would deal with fucking whatever. But well, you don't seem to be afraid of talking to people at all, like you're no, like, the biggest barrier for most people in any kind of professional. Well, it's funny, like I so remember deep. going into
1: rough situations in, in the flats in town and in gangland, mm. Dublin, where there was houses um, and I'm not like lying about this like, I'm peppered with machine gun fire and I'd rock fuck. up and I'd brush my hair up massive I might wear a br- I might carry a briefcase mm. and I might wear my weirdest shirt <laughs> and they were like who the fuck are you well, like, it is a bit of a picture alright I was like who are you like oh you live here and
0: I'm
1: like oh fair pleasure, you. what's your name like that's cool like mm. like, because um, yeah I loved doing that job and I loved the kids I fucking loved the kids and I miss them so much and I'm um, gutted that I'm not still there maybe it was my time I don't know yeah. but it's weird like I always and people used to give out to me for it but <laughs> it was a lovely place where we had um, some of the best professionals in Ireland or England or whatever to come over and analyze the staff team or whatever. Like we had a mm. few extra amenities, but like I'd always bring it back down to dogs. Yeah. So I've had a lot of kids who are now adults who are my kids or adults. I don't have any kids. Yeah. But I reared them from 13 to 18. I reared them from 12 to 18. And then I let them go. But how do you, how the would the you relate this to dogs? Like, So I, I don't really get this. My thing is that it kind of it grates on me, it annoys me because people are like, oh, you never know till you have kids, you never know till you have kids. And I was like, okay, cool. But I have like if you're a foster person, mm-hmm. a foster parent, whatever, mm-hmm. and you have had mm-hmm. could you roll me, me one? Yeah, Cheers. sure. Sorry. So if you if you have if you're a foster parents in a house, whatever, and you have foster kids, and you keep in contact with them still, they can still be your kids. So my whole sure. thing is that, like, if you get a dog from a pound, yeah, at six or ten or whatever, that's your dog. Yeah. So those kids, I told them, if I am investing in you and if I'm if I'm taking this on,
0: mm.
1: we're a unit. Yeah. And you fight for me and I fight for you because there will be some staff who are. Trying to get me, for whatever reason, I have your back and you have mine, and that's the way it works, man. We're mm-hmm. a team. That is it, like. Well, it's providing stability and
0: reliability as well, yeah, which they might get. And and, like. and
1: and 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 fire and fight and like they knew, uh, Eno's he going to come in on this day and he'll he'll sort it. He'll yeah. do this. He'll sort it with his staff, or he'll sort it with his manager, or he'll sort it with the social worker, or whatever. So. No, the reason I said so dogs is because, like, you know, little people are like, oh, but they're not your kids. And I was like, yeah, they were, man. They were and they still are. Well, I, might I, be, I might be an uncle one day. I might be a father one day. I might be a mother one day. I might be, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever. Like, but these people don't have anyone. So no, I'm, I get that, I'm their person. So, like, so with the dogs thing, because you draw a line in the sand with the dogs or with the kids it's very simple yeah. like i don't like overcomplicating this anything in life i know stuff is complicated but i don't like overcomplicating stuff so like if you cross the line you'll know that you have crossed my line and if you but i want you to come up with the line i want you to cross it and i want you to you know know what sure. this is the deal and these are the this is the unwritten contract that we have in trust
0: but this is, dessert. like, um, I was talking to um, Jerry, Joni's father, um, and he was a teacher for donkey years, like, and okay. it was all over um, the place, like, in Belfast and... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. East coast of Dublin, England, yeah. and then in New York and some rough part, like, you know, uh, as a teacher. And he was kind of, he was taking this, this approach, like, similar to that as well, kind mm-hmm. of... Um, well, not necessarily being a buddy, but saying it how it is, and being reliable in that. And I think that particularly young people who don't know where they stand in life, if they don't have a stable family, like you know, they actually love knowing where they stand and love knowing that there's stability even in adversity, you know. Okay, this this yeah. far I can go, I test it out, but no, that yeah. man draws a line here. Yeah. And you learn something for from that for life, which is undeniable.
1: And also like someone to look forward to, because like a lot of the places they're like oh, you've done this, so you can't get that. And I was like, no, you need to, it's, it's rehabilitation, and you need to give them something to look forward to. So if they've, if they've messed up, they can bring it back. They can bring yeah. it back. They're not ostracized. They're all Damn. their life they've been kicked out of this, they've been kicked out of that. Damn. And I did, a, I did a, a, a piece for this, I don't know what it was, but it was about speaking the truth. I can give it to you but like I can't get into the ins and outs of it now but like um, the kids I worked with they've been growing up um, they speak their truth but they're not allowed to speak the truth because they'll get taken away they'll get taken away they'll get taken away and then what happens then? like it's like The good enough parent or the good enough partner is good enough like like it might not be perfect but nothing is perfect so like you have to you just have to be reliable and stable and they know they can Mm. they can confide in you they can talk to you like it's not it's not it's not rocket science so like my dogs know they go on adventures yeah they go like i had a boxer and he did 26 counties in the country and he knew he was like i I co-owned them my first dog was mina but like um, he knew and like all the kids I worked with I was like right we're going to do adventures we're going to go travelling we're going to yeah. have some experiences like I brought kids to New York um, all the other care homes were like you did what? and I was like yeah I found out the pool of money and I said what do you want? and your mom was like I want to go on a boxing holiday yeah. and I was like cool let's do that where do you want to go? and he was like no no I don't want to go on any holiday I was like dude, there's money in the pool. Let's just see where we go. And he's like, right, what's your dream? I can't make your dreams happen when you leave because I don't have a pool of money, but I have a pool of money now. Where would you like to go? And he's like, right, I'd, lo- I'd love to go to Las Vegas or New York. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Let's see if we can do it. And mm-hmm. we went on a tour of boxing gyms to New York. We got cool. a flight on the 6th of January or something. Uh-huh. And it was was pretty much like free apart from taxes yeah. I think it was 240 I think we had a thousand per person four people 4,000 euros and we did a five-day four-night trip to New York stayed in hostels mm-hmm. and we went to boxing gyms and pool halls. the other guy was in the pool yeah. and CD shops and we went to the biggest CD shop in the world Tower <laughs> records in Times uh, Square or off uh, Times Square and Then I was like, yeah, man, like travel is so good for these kids. Like it's, 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 it's game changer, man, as it is for dogs as well. Like, like if you bring them to different scent trails, if you bring them to, to to swim, to learn, to do different stuff, like it's, Mm. it's a game changer. Like every day's, every day's a learning day. Like I met you on Friday and you were like, oh, try this microphone. I was like, yeah, man, I'd love to fucking come down here. And it's very therapeutic for me to be here. And thank you. But um yeah we went to we went to Gleason's gym in in New York and they were like, What are you doing here? And we're like, Oh, we're here on vacation. And like, You're here on vacation? You're coming to the boxing gym? And I was like, <laughs> This is his dream to come to Gleason's. Tyson's trained here, Ali's trained here, I'll let you tell the story, young person, because you are the boxing historian. And he was like,
0: yeah, oh, you know,
1: this, 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 and I collected every magazine, and they were like, hmm. Whoa! Do you want to come down and train in the morning? I was like, we would love to. We will be down here at five in the morning, and we're gonna train boxing with you. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. Like I, I, I think outside the box, and I, I think sometimes I'd love not to, but I love who I am. But I'd love to. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always thinking. Outside the box and yeah. different stuff and how to skin the cat differently.
0: I mean that's that's your life story then obviously. Jerry had a good one um about this the sort of um teaching for life. I, I, I think it was a fabulous story, like um, he said when he was teaching there in America, in, in, in New York, in some rough part, I like, can't remember which part it was now because I don't know New York, but um, he had those kids there and um, they didn't do their homework or they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Like, and he said, well, look at that. The only thing you have is your word and is your reputation. Like, mm. even if you become a drug dealer, like, and he didn't um, try to get them to become drug dealers when they leave school, which he said as well. But he said, Look, it, even if you become a drug dealer, um, all you have is your word and being reliable. Yeah. And it never dawned on them. There was no, what, what the fuck, leave me alone with this this school, or this education system, like, you know. But Jerry translated that into something they could actually grasp. And the lesson was, do your fucking homework if you say you do it. If you say you don't do it, well at least people know, like you know, and the same as out on the street if you're fucking taking drugs, like um you have your word and your reputation, and that's all you have. Yeah. You know, I, I found that approach really cool, like outside the box. Would you get him on the podcast? Well, he was on the podcast there uh, a couple oh, I must of weeks ago. It. I'd love to I'd love to Oh Jerry was gas, like I could listen to that for fucking hours, like Got him really well with him. like I met him a couple of times after as well. Like, I'd love to meet him. Great guy. He, he'll be back in Ireland. Uh, well, you he said he would be back in Ireland. In He's in like, Arizona. Like, Yeah. All places like, you know. But, no, he was great. Like, listen to it. Um, but anyway, the great outdoors, I have to ask you, because... Uh, me, city child, and um, so far it had been a stretch to bring the dog out to truck for a fucking walk. Like, okay. I thought, that's the great outdoors. I went into the water two weeks ago for the very first time, and we're living here a good few years now. What? And, uh, I'm a city kid. I'm happy in a dingy pub with fucking the most shadiest of yeah, patrons. Um, to me... The flora and the fauna is something mysterious I don't even want to know about. This is a tree, and this is grass, and that's a dog. Uh, don't ask me what breed of dog it is, what type of tree it is. Um, but only lately it dawns on me, actually. Just walking in the dark, it's actually yeah. quite relaxing. And maybe it, was,
1: maybe it was family life or whatever, but as long as I can remember, and maybe it was my grandfather, always outside the house and he just loved us. He loved gardening and growing but I was never yeah. into that stuff. I just liked. And there was amazing wildlife park yeah. where my mum's from and there was otters and there was stuff, I don't know, but I was always fascinated with. But I just loved, even from as long as I can remember, man, from two or three, like and I've, I've I have a crazy memory of colours and patterns and memories, like stupid stuff that I can't cash in on trees and stuff. But like, I just loved switching off and getting away from stuff sometimes. No, yeah. So I was lucky, I was left off the leash young. We moved to this place called Hinchley Wood in Surrey, which would be like okay. on the edge of southwest London. And out the back, there was a big, Fucking hill and then woods, yeah. and my parents were like, "Yeah, come." Well, and so I went, and I I made a little
0: house and a tree. And yeah. so uh, that's. And uh, I love them man. Uh, but so, what you say one has to grow, but to appreciate it because I really have a hard time to. No, it's um, just it's just it's just walkabouts, just
1: switching off, man. I like I like I love. I love sleeping. Mm. I don't sleep enough for very much. I've always, I've never struggled to fall asleep, Mm. but I've struggled to get enough sleep. Yeah. But I can sleep five days, five days. I can sleep five times a day. (laughs) Five times a day, easy if I want. Do you nap? Do I nap? I like. I've just been this year. I've been diagnosed with sleep apnea, but I probably always had it. But I'd if, if if I'm in a boring conversation now, like. We're getting along great and it's entertaining, but if I was in a boring conversation, yeah. I'd fall asleep. I'd hit my head <laughs> on tables. i have bury my head in dinner plates. i have fallen asleep on motorbikes, driving them. Yeah. I've slept with a snorkel in my mouth for four or five hours. Just fucking... <laughs> I can just switch off and not worry, because yeah. I, don't, I don't fear much things. I don't... Yeah. I don't... Like, I'm well able to be in the, the dodges of situations mm. and... Get along and dodge my way out of
0: stuff. Yeah, and I just sleep. But I discovered that lately, say in the last two years, like you know, I started napping. I don't sleep an awful lot either. Like mm. uh, just the way you describe it, like falling asleep is not a problem. But um, you're I'm sort kind of, of I'd say you're ADHD man. <laughs> it could be anything as long as I can urinate without being in agony. I'll be fine. But <laughs> it's it's um. The, the napping really helps me. Mm. This is great. So, I say I would get up usually around four or five o'clock in the morning, which is great when you have children, like because you have a couple yeah. of hours before anything happens. Like, yeah. this is the time to myself. Yeah. And then I do whatever I have to do. Yeah. And then I take, in the middle of the day, I take about, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, like, mm. you know, and I actually fall asleep. Yeah. And it's fucking great. And you get up and wow, it's a new day. Mm. And for switching off, actually, and that's the thing why I, I really love to appreciate nature. I'm mm. not there yet, but at least for the last number of months, I developed sort of an interest in that at least. but Interest um, in what way? Like in what? Flora and fauna or, or birds? Just get out. I really walk in the dog for me had been a chore up until recently. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Like can the thing not walk by itself? And now it's actually quite enjoyable. Like mm. I take the little dog and mm. we go to truck and mm. we walk for half an hour and I actually feel better for it. I always love dogs man. I love dogs man. I always love dogs. But then we did
1: business studies. It was kind of subjects that I, I was pushed into because of these league tables. But I was glad. You know, I was I was okay at them, but like but um business studies, oh man, again. Some of the teachers, wow. Like game changes, man, life changes.
0: Uh-huh. In what way? Like just being good teachers or the subjects and just topics being that real, we're dealing with. Being
1: real. Okay. So we had this teacher called Mr. Galloway. And hope he hears this but like what man uh, he was m- crazy he had a perm he was from Aberdeen <laughs> so first class so we're going in and I'm wearing this fucking pinstripe Savaro suit with my orange shirt and I was like look at the fucking Steve here and I had, a, I had a skinhead then yeah, I should go back to that. What I suit had you? Number one, I had dreadlocks. I've had lots of different hairstyles. Well, you have hair. But he was he was like, okay, lads, but putting this was, he was talking about algorithms, man. Mm. Before, this was 1996. He yeah. was like, I've been putting in, and the algorithms are bringing up this. So, with oh, your GCSE grades, which is junior search here. Yeah. I can predict your A-levels. Uh, so he says, what grades do you think you're going to get, Walsh? And I was like, a <laughs> B, sir. He's like, I'm Mr. Galloway. I'm not fucking certain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scottish. I'm not fucking one of your English teachers. And I was like, fair enough, dude. Mr. Galloway. Said, I think I'll get a B, Mr. Galloway. And he's like, okay. My computer predicts a C. <laughs> I was like I'm not getting but he was he was so clever man he was like he was baiting us to get to push harder uh, yeah. and he's like you Mister Drinkwater, the what do you think you'll get and he's like A pizza and he's like are you meant to be in this class and your man was like follically challenged at fucking 16, 17 <laughs> He's like, you're so scruffy. I thought you were a meets with a janitor. I thought you were the fucking janitor. And he's like, oh, I'm not. I'm this and this. And he's like, well, my computer says you're going to get a C, maybe a D. What do you think about that? And he's like, oh, I'm not going to get that. And he's like, okay. I'll put a challenge up to you. Aye. There's the pub in the school. So he's like, right. It's called the Old Boys, Old Hamptonians. There's a bit of that Dublin Old Wesleyans zone, old. It's like to try and. Make you join and stay in the school and get to send your kids to that school. Mm. But, it goes right? Walsh, if you get a C, if you get a B, and drink water gets a B, I owe you a hundred pounds in the old boys pub and drink together. <laughs> all if he gets a D and you get a C, he owes us £100 a hundred pounds of drink. Uh, and if you and I was like, okay, cool, man and I was fucking work for him man because he was like he was, he was so cool man That's he was so funny challenge, yeah. and he's like listen lads if you get your work done yeah. I'll teach you some life skills yeah. and that was all man they were, they were all like they were like treating you as adults yeah. they knew we were probably running off yeah. the pub they knew this stuff and they were just treating you as adults and young people are young people you know but he was class man but um, he said to us one day and it's class it sticks with me he's like you know how I get the women?
0: <laughs> we were like you don't get women. And he's the ears break up like. And what?
1: He's like, I, like, I'll tell you the secret of women in nightclubs, because it was before social media, before Tinder, uh-huh. before Bumble. He's like, right lads, if you want a woman, first thing, be a fucking gentleman. Wow, good advice. Cool. He's like, right. What do you like to wear in the nightclub? A t-shirt or a shirt? And I was like, I love shirts. I was like, okay. If you're wearing a shirt in the nightclub, put one bit of the collar up, the rest down. There'll be a lady who will be transfixed (laughs) and needs to fix that collar. If you're wearing a t-shirt, stick the label out, and they'll want to tuck it in. And you say, how are you, lassie? Who are you? I'm so-and-so. <laughs> and you see they're mates. And sometimes they have nice mates. And sometimes they don't. And you be a gentleman. You say hello and you walk away and you fucking do it again. <laughs> and you do it again and you do it again. And they'll be fixing it all fucking night bys They'll come to you. You won't go to them. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> fucking it, how about That hammer.
0: is great advice. Jeez. never heard that before. Class, man. <laughs> I told I told kids at Barstow man I was like this is the best ever. ever.